like, you just made a jerk-off joke in a fucking Batman animated cartoon. Welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, we are back for yet another week, and I'm joined by Matt Smith. Am I still here? You're still here, as far as you're aware, right? I think so. I'm spinning around. Spinning round and round. You're In my underwear. Well, who, who amongst us isn't? Uh, well, we've got another show for you this week, everybody, and uh, we and you know why we've got another show this week, Matt? It's all because of the why lovely though? people. <laughs> but why, though? <laughs> it's something our parents have been asking us for decades, but why, though? <laughs> oh, you mean, like, who can we blame for this? Why don't you let us know, Adam? <laughs> Uh, the people that we can blame are the lovely people that go on down to patreon.com slash the film find and join us. We have seven patrons here rocking us, man. And uh, the newest one to join up is your boy, Warren. Warren is uh, a longtime uh, fan of a lot of stuff we do. And believe it or not, not only did he jump in on Patreon, he's given us a little email on account of that stuff as well, man. So uh, with that, oh, oh I paused. Hold on, we gotta un- we gotta un- we gotta open up the mailbag. That's right, I got all the clips. Yeah, all the clips. Bale's here. And Warren's uh, email reads as follows: Glad you're back, morning, fellas. Glad to see you're back and wanted to send some Patreon love your way. And you are now two-thirds of the creators that I support, HMP included. (laughs) Uh, The other is an Australian comic podcast, Comic Confidential. Another great listen. If you could give a shout-out to Troy and Cade. Shout-out, Troy and Cade! Uh, I believe in your support. Uh, I, I, I believe in your support, the creator speech. So here I am again supporting those and create those that create content for everyone's enjoyment. Hopefully you don't go back on hi- into hiatus as uh, the only movie review podcast that I listen to besides HMP and Comic Confidential, which covers a range of movies that I watch. I'm hoping that movie passes, uh, since movie passes back on track, it continues to deliver on their service as they, uh, they're the real villain here and hampering you guys from watching as much as you want. Looking forward to the uh, more from you and Matt and keep up the good work. That is from Warren from Down Under in Australia. Thanks, Warren. Appreciate Glad to be back. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how my sanity holds up as I finish my PhD. Well, let's be Apparently, honest. This is the rough part. You, you didn't. You, you know, you can't lose a lot of what you didn't have to begin with, Matt. And so, well, that, that's true. <laughs> so there's there's only so little, but um, yeah, thank you guys all out there. And uh, my movie pass was supposed to arrive in the mail today, but as I'm sure that many people have gotten an email from the movie pass, people saying. Uh, we've gotten a lot of really great response, but it was way more than we had ever expected. And we expected a lot. So it might be to first of September till, uh, I get my card, maybe hopefully sooner, but that's kind of where they're eyeballing right now, which is not a thousand percent shocking really, because you could not get on that website when that thing was open, man. So understandable, but, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be getting back on track with that, but that's not stopping us, kids. We have two new release reviews for you today. Uh, we are going to be covering Hitman's Bodyguard, the new one with Samuel L. Jackson and some guy named Ryan Reynolds. Never heard of him. Uh, and we're also going to be covering the new movie uh, that Sean Kanan himself did, Logan Lucky. That's right. He worked on that film. So, uh, you know, I, listen, it's a Steven Soderbergh film, so I can't sit here and be like, well, I'm going to say it's good no matter what. 
uh, because my friend worked on it. But I, I also kind of feel that way about Steven Soderbergh films where it's just like, he's really got to fuck it up for me to just go like, That's, that was terrible. But, you know. <laughs> Because the, the guy's pretty damn good, good at what he does, and I, I think it's if you listen to the yes. show for any period of time, I think you and I, I think you know that Matt and I are both uh, large, large Soderbergh fans. So uh, we'll be covering those two. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's talk a little bit. Well, before we get to what you've been watching, we'll do that as per usual. Um, I, I want to cover one thing here because we, we talked a little bit about in the pre-show, and if you go to patreon.com slash the film fine, you'll get our pre-show and post-show, so you get a little bit of behind-the-scenes material. I hear people enjoy that. You get to hear our wit and witticisms, and uh, sometimes bitching and moaning. It happens. Uh, and, of course, all the secret things that we're going to be doing. I, I don't know what those are, Matt, but we're going to make up some secret stuff, so just oh. just play along. Some secrets, eh? Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's you been... can't leak them if you don't know what they are. Oh, hmm. Huh? Yeah. That's how closely we're guarding these. Yeah, so put that one in your back pocket and do something with it. Um, so this is, uh, this is one of the oddest rumors that I've heard in quite some time, especially because of the names attached. And uh, uh, we don't really cover... We did it for a short time because we wanted to match up the amount of weeks and a year there were with HMP. So, but we don't really cover a lot of actual comic book movie news on HMP directly. But I do feel like this needs to be talked about a little bit. And I'll probably go into a little bit more detail once I have some time to research it and stuff on uh, Nerd Talk Now this weekend. And uh, I'll give all that information at the end of the show. But uh, it's been reported that a Joker origin movie is going to be in the works. Now get this. It's going to be directed by (laughs) Todd Phillips. What? And produced by Martin Scorsese. I'm going to what this, now? This sounds like it's a absolute horseshit, it, by the way. Doesn't it? Here's, yeah. here's a little bit of the article here from Slash Film. Uh, if you thought we knew all about all of the DC Comics movies that were in the works over the next few years, think again. Warner Brothers Pictures and DC Entertainment are reportedly developing a Batman spinoff that will focus on the origin of the Dark Knight's nemesis, the Joker. While a story looking at the early days of the Joker gives us prequel concerns, it's, it's talent involved behind the scenes that's most intriguing. Uh, bada ba News broke while yeah, gotta gotta gotta. Deadline is reporting that the exclusive scoop that this Joker spinoff uh, has the Hangover director Todd Phillips attached to uh, helm the movie. Furthermore, Phillips uh, will also co-write the movie with Eight Miles screenwriter Scott Silver, and he'll be producing the movie with none other than cinema legend Martin Scorsese. What in the wide wide world of sports is is going on here? Uh, it sounds like some garbage. Yeah, they've put enough. I mean, to... Go ahead. one, uh, this movie uh, will, will suck. I think no matter who's attached to it, because uh, have you seen the DCU movies that are not Wonder Woman? Yeah, most of them are um, uh, what we call not so hot. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I think I think that's a shit choice of director. There's no way in hell Scorsese is attaching himself to this. I don't know where that could possibly come from. That uh, is so made bizarre. Shit to get uh, clicks for your website. Scorsese does not give a single fuck. Like the only thing that I could uh, like, the only thing that I could ever see Scorsese getting into superheroes is like the old Superman Fleischer cartoons. Anything deeper than that, I feel like he could not care less. Yeah, well, like I, I bet he's seen some Batman movies. Probably, yeah, he's probably well, he's probably you know? seen like your your, seen. your Nolan films, probably yeah, because that's probably a, the Burton stuff. Wouldn't be surprised. But uh, you don't yeah, know that's that dude's wheelhouse. No, I mean, even looking at the stuff that he generally signs on to produce, it, like this is out of left field. Yeah, it's like that that that's out of left field. Todd Phillips, while Todd Phillips has, you know, done the hangover, he's also done some more serious work and stuff as well, which has been fine. But again, nothing that makes you go like, "Oh, well that's what he needs to be doing." Yeah, I mean, like the only the only thing that might get it to be that is uh, like are they planning on recasting the Joker with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Um, well, they, the rumors have been that they would not necessarily, 
and this is where they're getting into big time problems, is that, you know, the brouhaha with Leto, everyone was like, oh, what a great choice, what a great choice. And then, you know, it's onset antics and uh, a lot of other BS that kind of went down. They were just like, maybe this is not the best of choices for us. Uh, supposedly they're doing a Joker Harley Quinn movie of which he should be attached to, but would not necessarily be attached to this movie. Again, it is more, it's like, here's the problem, right? When you got to things like crisis on infinite earths and stuff, where you have 8 billion things going on in different iterations and shit, DC is already going down this road, uh, with their television V movie sort of stuff. Um, you're, you're complicating it and making it worse by doing something like this. It's already bad. When people were people were like, I want to see Grant Gustin on on uh, on the big screen as Flash. Why? Because that guy's been Flash for three seasons for us right now. We love that guy. Why would you take that guy away from us and give us another guy? Doesn't make any fucking sense. And, uh, and they decide, not only are they going to do that, not only is it going to be, you know, the same Barry Allen, not only is, uh, if they, and anytime they could even differentiate it from anything else, and I kind of understand why they did it, but like even Iris West in the, in the, uh, in, in the, um, DC, um, cinematic universe stuff, even, even Iris is black there, which is, I mean, it's, it's fine. But again, if you want to delineate yourself, d- make it different from the show. Make make it white iris like the books, or or it just seems it seems like a bizarre thing to do, or just you know there's a lot of other flashes you can choose from. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> why yeah, why I not mean, pick something like that? It's so fucking bizarre. Uh, yeah, who the fuck knows, man? I I I think all of it's bullshit. Uh, hopefully, there are some good movies that come out of it. We'll see. I don't know. Now. Now, did you watch? Had you watched any of uh, Gotham? Did you see the Jerome kid? Do you think he'd? I think he'd be good. Uh, yeah, but then you run into the same problem of like, well, now you've got uh, the Joker established, and then yet this TV series is not going to tie into anything. Yeah, it's you know, I I I can't explain what DC wants to do. Marvel stuff. Look, look Marvel's not running at a track record that's you know a hundred percent here. But when it comes to when it comes to you know them versus DC, they're knocking it out of the park, and DC just kind of every time they get a possible chance to get you know a step for one step forward, they go two more steps back. Really, yeah. really not beneficial for them. And and again, I think we all want these things to be great. We really do. I mean, like look at the uh, look at the Shazam bit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, forever, it was going to be like, oh, guess what? We're going to have Dwayne the Rock Johnson in as Black Adam. Uh, and then they've waited way too fucking long and they're like, well, maybe black Adam won't be in the Shazam thing. Maybe he'll be in something else. You fucked around and you waited too long, dude. It's over. Yeah. It's like you're screwing yourself up over your own stuff. You want to walk before you can run or you want to run before you can walk or even crawl for that matter. And it just, it boggles my mind. So good luck DC. I don't think you have a, you know, a, a shit's idea in your brain as to what the fuck you're doing. You're so well, here. Here's the real question: What if, uh, what if the problem is not DC? Okay. What if everything is all Warner Brothers? That's a possibility. I mean, like literally everything. Just look at what's been going on uh, allegedly behind the scenes of these films, and how they keep fucking them up. Right? It's you know constantly rumors about Affleck leaving. Yeah. Uh, the the series entirely, they fucked him up. Uh, like writing and directing that thing, which you know may end up being for the best. Mm. But I I think there's probably t- too many fingers in the pie, and uh, quite a few of those too many fingers are too many fingers from uh, Warner Brothers, who who has never trusted their property to do the work for them. No, Warner, Warner Brothers has never trusted DC's product to actually do the thing that it does. They always change it around and fuck it up in some way. They don't let it just be what it is. And the only person that they could, they it seemed like. I mean, I guess they gave a bit to Snyder, but um, and a bit to Nolan. But outside of that, 
you know, they, but even then, I, I don't know how what the hand was there. Maybe they didn't show their hand having you know been knocked down so many times. I'm not yeah. sure. If, I'm not sure. I know. But, I don't know, but you know, they they kicked Burton off of two movies, mm-hmm. right? Like, now, granted, I don't think I ever wanted to see a Tim Burton Superman movie. Oh no, but but a Tim Burton uh, third third Tim Burton Batman movie for sure. And would have loved it. Now, I think where you'll find something like this. Now, tell me what you think about this little uh, kind of crackpot theory. Is I think we need to watch whatever Ben Affleck's next movie is going to be. Because depends because uh, he's been on the Warner Brothers train for for a long time with directing here, and I think if his next movie doesn't involve Warner Brothers, I think that's going to telepa- uh, you know give us a little bit of a insight as to what may be going on. Maybe he maybe he's had kind of a, a you know a tumultuous relationship at some further point on in his career with Warner Brothers. I don't know. Uh, I don't think that's. I really don't think that's the issue. I think it's just whoever at Warner is overseeing the DC stuff uh, maybe has always sucked at their job. And I guess the only reason I also bring that up is like it lives by night just was not given any sort of real promotion whatsoever. That's true, but uh, I think they knew they had a, a pretty good movie that was not going to deliver uh, like um, The Town or Argo did for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that their marketing wing is pretty savvy. I just think whoever's overseeing the DC stuff, uh, I think that's a Warner Brothers issue more than it's a DC creative issue. Hmm. Quite possible. Uh, speaking of which, let's get into a little bit of what you've been watching. I'll start with mine and stick into this Batman realm here. Now, we'll be covering this full-fledged on uh, Hero Movie Podcast uh, next week, but I, I saw it late last, uh, late, what, two nights ago. And uh, it's bizarre as all get out. Uh, it's, a, it's a DC animated direct movie. It's called Batman and Harley Quinn. Uh, here's the IMDb plotline. Batman and Nightwing are forced to team with the Joker's sometimes girlfriend Harley Quinn to stop a global threat brought about by Poison Ivy and Jason Woodrow, uh, the Floronic Man. It's directed by Sam Liu, who uh, has done a, several uh, of the um, uh, DC animated things. He did the uh, the Batman Year One, the Killing Joke, uh, and some other stuff. Uh, I don't think he directed Year One, I'm, but uh, he he's done a lot of the DC stuff. So it's not like uh-huh. he's, he's new to this kind of thing. Uh, the uh, story is by Tim uh, Bruce Tim and James Carrig, and uh, of course you got Kevin Conroy as Batman in there, which is awesome. Melissa Rauch actually does the uh, Harley Quinn this time, which is a little bit interesting. It's not bad. Lauren Lester's back as Nightwing, so a lot of, a couple of familiar characters, some new ones as well. This thing is bizarre. Now, a lot of the um, DC direct-to-video stuff that we uh, review on here, Movie Podcast, is a bit strange. Uh, some of it's kind of you know running in tandem with other things and kind of sort of building a universe there, but not really. And some of the stuff is awkward, like you know, kind of one-off stuff, like like this and like the um, what was the one where the um, they like it was like an alternate universe or some such shit. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Um, but I don't know this one, this one's Earth bizarre. One. Yeah. Well, Earth something 12. like that. I, it's called forever or something like that. I don't I'll fucking remember, but this is bizarre. This is it's PG 13. It's an hour and 14 minutes. And it is, it's a bizarre thing that I don't know what to make of it. I'm going to have to watch it at least one more time before we review on H and because I'm not even a hundred percent sure on where I stand on it now. Uh, there's a lot, I, I look at this and I go, I don't know who this is for because it's, it's, you know, it's got your kind of traditional Batman and everything. So it's, it speaks out to people like me who grew up with Batman, the animated series. Um, but it's also got like, you know, some like, so it feels like they're trying to take like people like me and go, Hey, we're going to make it a little bit more adult for you and have just, uh, more adult themes on it and like because maybe or maybe not um, Nightwing and Harley have sex in it possibly or at least that it's intimated uh, that they do um, there's some adult language which is not really uncommon for these DC animated things but it's there but you don't right. normally see it with the ones like this you see it in the more kind of traditional one set like the Batman and Robin the uh, uh, Batman son of Batman and all that kind of shit um and, and there's like, there's literally a, a, a like a jerk off joke 
Like uh, Booster Gold calls uh, the Batmobile, and they're trying to, you know, he wants to see if he can kind of help with any of the stuff that's on there, and he starts listing off other heroes that may be available to come and help Batman. And so uh, Nightwing's there in the uh, passenger seat, and he's like kind of giving hand signals as to, you know, relate to what whatever hero they're talking about. It's like, oh, we got so-and-so, and he gives like the little hand talk, like, Ooh, talk, and it goes gives a subtitle that says, talk too much. And there's another one that says, you know, weirdo. And there's another one where he gives a jerk off and explode hand. And it just uh-huh. says jerk. And I'm like, you just made a jerk off joke in a fucking Batman animated cartoon. That's fucking That's bizarre weird. that that shit's in there. Uh, like we were talking about before the show started, there is a Harley Quinn undressing and her just like bending over in a pair of panties like before a dresser and shit. And it's just like, this seems so bizarre and not appropriate and then you get to the more bizarre they end up at a superhero a super villain bar that may be a gay bar but not i don't know it's it's got a lot of stuff going on um and then there's a a duet from uh of sugar sugar um by the archies essentially up Uh there on top was it sugar sugar something like that something of, of that kin right and yeah. it's up there on stage. They do that, and you're like, oh, wow, that was kind of a... It was fun and sort of interesting that it was a whole fucking song. And then, directly following that, Harley Quinn gets up and does a whole nother song. Like, there's two musical numbers in this thing. It doesn't make any sense. It's so fucking bizarre. Uh, so it's out on VOD and stuff right now. We'll break it down a little bit more in HMP. Uh, but Batman and Harley Quinn, easily one of the most odd animated films that I've seen this year. It's It's... It's very traditional, yet very weird and, like, inappropriate in some ways. I don't know. So, I, I can't highly recommend it at this point. But I'll watch it again I, and we'll see. I don't even know what you just explained to me, quite honestly. I don't know. that. You, yeah, it's... I can't wait to we review this thing. So, what else have you been watching, man? Uh, just one big thing this week. Uh, took my butt over to the movie theater and saw uh, Wind River. Wind uh, River. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, written and directed by Taylor Sheridan, who uh, is an actor who also writes screenplays. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, known from last year's uh, Hell or High Water. Um, he also wrote uh, Sicario, which I was a little lukewarm on, but I loved Hell or High Water. Yeah, I think I was the same. Um, this movie is excellent. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's got Jeremy Renner and, um, Elizabeth Olsen kind of as the leads, but, uh, really what this movie kind of is, is a vehicle for, uh, like almost every prominent native American actor you've ever seen in a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a, uh, mystery thriller, uh, crime film that's set on, uh, the wind river reservation up in, uh, Wyoming. Um, yeah, basically, uh, Jeremy Renner plays a, a tracker with, uh, fish and wildlife who, uh, knows the area pretty well. He's, uh, hired by the, uh, tribal chief to go out and hunt some mountain lions that have been killing livestock on the reservation. Um, while he's out hunting for them, he comes across the body of a woman who, uh, it turns out is the best friend of his daughter who was murdered, uh, in a, in rape murdered, uh, earlier, um, several years beforehand. Um, and, uh, Elizabeth Olsen plays the FBI agent who is sent in to kind of, uh, solve the case, uh, as it were. And she enlists the help of, uh, Jeremy Renner's character, um, in order to do so, since he knows what in the hell he's doing up there. Uh, it's really good. It's really suspenseful. Uh, it's quite moving. Um, there were several times uh, where, uh, you know, you. Uh, it's got uh, Gil Birmingham, who's uh, like one of the, probably the most recognizable. Your go-to uh, guy. What's that? I said the go-to guy. Yeah, I mean, he's like one of the most recognizable Native uh, actors. He was in uh, Hell or High Water as uh, um, the deputy yeah. to Jeff Bridges' character. He's also been in like all the Twilight movies. He plays uh, um, 
uh, what's her name's dad on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, right? Yeah, he's good. Um, uh, so he's in there. Um, some of the scenes with him, because it's his daughter that that is uh, killed, uh, are just really heart uh, heart wrenching uh, kind of punches in the gut. Um, it's, it's a really subtle movie in a lot of ways. It's not quite as, uh, in your face as hell or high water was, but, uh, this is also, uh, from, if I, hold on, let me click on his damn name here. Uh, this is also the first time that Taylor Sheridan has directed, um, a, a big movie, uh, mainly based on the reputation from his, uh, from his screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really delivers, man. He gets some great performances. Like I don't mind Jeremy Renner, but I don't. I don't always think of him as like an actor, really. Yeah. I get um. That. But here he like really performs, man. Hmm. He's really good. Uh, and I don't know if that's necessarily Taylor Sheridan's work, but uh, you know, I haven't seen Renner give this performance outside of that Bigelow movie. So, um. Deuce, yeah. Deuce Bigelow, it's, male gigolo. You're right. He yes. was great in that. <laughs> he's great. No, he's in European gigolo. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to highly recommend this. Uh, last week, I believe Krista called it out in an email, uh, wanted us to check it out or, or was going to hype it up because she didn't know if we'd get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I had already, I mentioned that I had already planned on going to see it, but just hadn't gotten around. And man, I'm glad that I did. It's really good. Um, very good, actually. Go and see this thing. Wind River. Um, it, it's playing in select cinemas. I don't know how wide it's going to go. Likely not much wider than it is right now, although it's say, performing really well at the box office well, uh, for, for a limited release. So, you know, don't rule it out. Not too shabby. All right, with that... Uh, that's, that's what I got. Excellent. With that, we'll go ahead and uh, jump into our reviews here. Uh, here is the trailer for Hitman's Bodyguard. I'm a triple-A rated executive protection agent. And you're the most wanted hitman in the world. My job is to keep you out of harm's way. trailer for hitman's bodyguard our first new release review of the week here's the imdb plot line the world's top bodyguard gets a new client a hitman who must testify at the international court of justice they must pay, uh, put their differences aside and work together to make it to the trial on time this is directed by patrick hughes written by tom o'connor starring ryan reynolds samuel l jackson for some weird ass reason gary oldman <laughs> And uh, Selma Hayek. Um, this was this was a trailer that played really well in front of audiences. Yes, everyone loved this Red Band trailer. Uh, you saw it if you saw a couple of movies. And man, uh, the trailer was about as good as it got. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment of of it. Uh, I did not hate the movie. Um. It is not getting good reviews, uh, but it, it was number one at the box office. I think it's I think it's fine. 
I enjoyed the movie while I was watching it enough. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, look, like, I, I, I feel like their rapport is very good. The banter back and forth was uh, okay. Um, you have two people on screen who are compulsively watchable. The problem I had with it, uh, quite honestly, was uh, like I want to see more Selma Hayek and everything. Yeah. Um, and she's pretty good here, but given a part that's basically just her yelling at people in her in her jail cell. Yeah, she's mostly. And the you highlight, know, the highlight dressing. of the movie was her killing a bunch of people in a bar for me. Oh, it was great! Nice slow mo there, here, and the song and everything. Yeah, it totally yeah. worked. Um, but yeah, that's where I kind of fall down generally on it. Um, it was nice to see uh, old Electra herself. In a movie uh, that was not terrible for once. Yeah. Because she's been in a lot of things I did not like. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last thing she was in that I really liked was uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's not a great, it's not a terrible movie, but it is just like the trailer tells you everything that you need to know. And if that's what you go in expecting that you're going to get, then I guess you'll be fine. If you expect any more than that, you may be out of luck because it's my biggest thing too, is that it's a little long for this, for what it is. It's a little long. It's like right at two hours. And, but it it, it feels like it's a lot longer than that. Yeah. It did feel a little long to me um, as well. I yeah I I don't know really what to do with this. The trailer kind of tells you what it is. It is what this is the perfect high concept movie. Yeah, right? they came up you with got, this, they came up with the the log line and the and the and everything yep. real quick and then just got, like let's make a movie the, with that. Yeah, they got they got the thing that was going to hook you in to see it right. Um, and they they built the movie around that. And I'm not. Uh, adverse to that uh, mode of filmmaking necessarily, but uh, you know, I don't know. My, my biggest—I I will say—the audience that I was in there with enjoyed it a lot more than I did. Really? <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, it was a weird audience. Like there was some uh, like um, lady up in front of me who uh, like kept turning around to <laughs> laugh with us. <laughs> She would like turn around and like and think, occasionally, occasionally I'd hear her like commenting to the guy sitting right behind her and they would laugh about it again. Uh, so it was a, like that was a weird thing. Um, there was also like an older black lady to the left of me. And the only reason I'm mentioning that she's black is that she laughed every time Samuel L. Jackson said motherfucker. Of course. <laughs> like really loudly. More than I've ever heard anybody laugh. And I love a good Samuel L. Jackson motherfucker. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was just a bizarre crowd. But they were really into it for um, uh, a Thursday afternoon, <laughs> which is when I saw this yeah. finally. <laughs> I saw it at a Tuesday, uh, Tuesday early afternoon. And... Uh, they, they they liked it, but it wasn't like it wasn't uproarious. But I think one of the biggest problems with this is is that you, look, we, I, you know, if anyone who's listened to this show for more than five minutes knows we don't mind bad language. Uh, but if that's what your movie's built on, I it's tough for me to really kind of get on board with you, man. I mean, if you go back all the way to you know stupid things like uh, oh, what was that fucking hockey one with the uh, Fast and the Furious kid in it? Fucking ah shit, I forget. It's terrible. But um, it's it, it a hockey leads, movie. Yeah, well, he gets like it's there's some there's a scene that takes place in a hockey rink with Dayglow shit, and he gets like hit in the mouth of the hockey puck or something. Fuck, I can't remember who, who it is. who's in it though. Uh, what what's his what's his face? Paul Walker. Oh, I'll look it up. He's Keep in, talking. He's in something, but. To me, yeah, he's was. in something. You know how that is. Uh, but I think no, it's a casket's what he's in. Yeah, <laughs> currently, ooh, too soon, too soon. <laughs> got, got really dark. <laughs> <laughs> Casket. He's fucking dead. Uh, uh, no, yeah. but that movie revolved around a lot of you know b- bad language and like one of those things that when I found out later that oh we let them improv a lot of stuff I'm like oh I'm not surprised because I've 
you know, when, when I shot things in film school, if it's like, if you just let people quote unquote improv over things, all they essentially do is just end up cursing a blues streak. And that usually doesn't add to the story. I don't, I don't fucking care about bad language, but just, you know, make it something funny. And to me, this movie that was supposed to be a comedy and have action in it. It failed. It failed. Like it didn't. Well, I'll say this. I don't want to say it failed. It did not reach the expect expectations of either comedy or action. They're decent in both, but neither one uh, rises above the pitch that we're given in that trailer. Okay. And I got to say, looking at Paul Walker's uh, filmography here, I have no fucking clue what movie you're talking about. Uh, running. Oh, wait, it may not be that. No, that's nuts. I was going to say it's Run, running. Running scared's good. Is it, was it running? Not, it can't that's be the one with Vera Farmiga where like, uh, it's the, it's the crime movie. That can't be that one's good. Of. No, okay. no, no. This one, this one was like in 2000 or something. I forget. I'll figure it out. Uh, okay. But you know, I, I don't. To me, it's just like who cares. I, I just at the end of the day, like I said, I didn't dislike it. I didn't hate it, but it was one of those things where I just kind of get the end, and it's beyond disposable. I think that's the biggest thing is that I just did not. I did not care. Yeah, I look like I said. I enjoyed it while I was watching it. I don't know that I'd watch it again. I will say, uh, you know, it's a perfectly good Saturday afternoon movie. But you're also talking to a guy who uh, watched uh, like PCU and Back to School almost every weekend on Comedy Central, just because they were on. So don't take my word for it. So <laughs> maybe, maybe not the best. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think Running Scared is it. 2006. That sounds is it? about right. That movie's good. What the fuck are you talking about? I think about? you're thinking about the other Running Scared. There's two Running no. Scared. I mean, I, look, I like that one too. I'm talking about this one. That just, there was two, it just it just seemed like they just let them improvise so much and it just fuck came out every other word. And I'm just like, listen, I don't care about bad language, but put some semblance behind it. Make Make it mean fucking something. And they didn't. And that's what just killed me about that. All right, let's get let's go on to a good movie. <laughs> let's go to a good movie, shall we? Here is the trailer right. for Logan Lucky. Jimmy, I'm just gonna say it. I gotta let you go. You were just fired. I was let go for liability reasons involving insurance. One-armed bartender. <laughs> you need to show a little respect. Charlotte Motor Speedway. I know how they move the money. The only guy who knows anything about blowing up real bank vaults is Joe Bang. I am in car, sir, Ray. Dead. Yeah, we got a plan to get you out. Run, run, run! The Coca-Cola 600 is the biggest race in the year. We need a computer whiz. I know everything there is to know about computers, okay? All the Twitters, I know them. Welcome to the Coca-Cola 600. How many yards away is the vault? 20 yards. I don't know, maybe 30. Is it 20 or is it 30? We are dealing with science here. They're gonna know what we want them to know. My life of crime is over. That is massively stupid. It's been handled. Oh, this is gonna be good. That looks like it hurt. I want everything on Jimmy Logan. I'm about to get naked. So no bacon. I said no bacon. You Logans mustn't be as simple-minded as people say. People, people say that. <laughs> <laughs> Would you give me my arm, please? <laughs> Is it this one? <laughs> All right. 
right, that was the trailer for Logan Lucky, our last new release review of the week. IMDb plotline, simple and sweet here. Two brothers attempt to pull off a heist during a NASCAR race in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is directed by Steven Soderbergh, direct, uh, written uh, rather by Rebecca Blunt, starring Channing Tatum. You got uh, Adam Driver, then we have Daniel Craig, and uh, for some reason Seth MacFarlane. That's a little bit weird, but we'll, we'll get to him. And, uh, you know, several others. Um, so, uh, like I said, I think that we are both uh, pretty big Soderbergh fans. And uh, we covered his supposed last film uh, on this here program. And I believe at the time, you and I both said there's no way in sweet hell that Steven Soderbergh was done. He, well, look, he never said that he was really done. What he said was he didn't find... Uh, Hollywood that interesting to work within anymore and that he felt that Hollywood and its system of uh, financing and distribution was fundamentally broken mm -hmm. for the types of movies that he wanted to make right that's that's where he ended yes yeah, essentially but it was it was his uh, announcement of retirement so but to speak it, yeah and, and behind the candelabra was intended his uh, film about Liberace for HBO which is amazing um was intended to be his last film effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But here he is, he's back. And thank God. Yeah, and uh, for those of you that might not know, I mean, like, this is, uh, well, this movie did not make a lot of money at the box office. <laughs> Do we know what the actual numbers were? I forget, I don't, I don't remember. I didn't uh, it ended up making, um, I want to say, seven and a half over the weekend. It landed third after uh, Hitman's Bodyguard and... Annabelle, I'm pretty sure. Um, that was for the weekend. I think since then it's already dropped down some. Yeah. And uh, I can understand why, especially given the trailer, because uh, I don't think that they really knew how to market this. And I, I, or at least the, the marketing, uh, you know, direction that they took may not have been the wisest. Well, um, I think it was fine. I just don't like. So one of the things that brought Soderbergh back was uh, this new distribution model where he was not using Hollywood studios to really get the film out there. Um, and I think part of the problem the, the, uh, it ran into is uh, that there's actually not that much marketing for this movie available. Um, the press was kind of not given very much. Uh, I don't know what the marketing budget was, but I would assume it's very low for a film that was this budget and with this uh, star caliber. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is, uh, like, people really don't even know that much about the making of the film. They shot it really quickly. I think it was 30, 30 or 35 days last year mm -hmm. uh, that he shot it over. Um Rebecca Blunt, the screenwriter, may actually not be a real person. <laughs> I'll um, ask Keenan about that. He probably knows, but he may not. She, she well, knows. I mean, this is a big a big thing going around. There was a story in The Hollywood Reporter uh, back uh, late last month um, where, like, you know, the ruse was kept up, right? So much so that people claim to have uh, actually spoken with Rebecca Blunt via email uh, through uh, when uh, from her home in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, and if anything, this movie screams someone from UK wrote it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe like here's here's where we are with the screenplay thing. There are three possibilities apparently at this point that people have bought into in various ways. Okay, uh, the first is that um, is that it's Jules Asner, right? Right. Uh, Soderbergh is married to Asner, uh, but to my knowledge. Um, I don't think that she's ever written anything. Um, the other one, and this, this is my personal favorite just because it's, uh, um, so bizarre is, uh, John Henson. Okay. Who hosted, uh, uh, talk soup for a long time. He's a up, right? Um, 
but apparently he worked at a screen who worked on a screenplay with Soderbergh for some time that was very similar to this one. The other possibility is that it's just Soderbergh himself, which I think is the most likely because he does like to use uh, pseudonyms for things. Right. I mean, uh, for example, he's his, he's his own cinematographer on this movie. That much is, we've all known for, for every movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, the majority of them. Yeah. Uh, almost all. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's just a bizarre thing. Um, I'm not surprised that the movie did not make that much money. Uh, I don't think that it was marketed particularly well. Whenever I would tell somebody that, like I was going to see it, they'd be like, oh, what's that? And then they'd say, oh, it's Redneck Ocean's Eleven, and they'd be all on board with it. But like that was definitely not the marketing angle that was taken with it a lot. No. Um, yeah. And honestly, had this been sold... And and you kind of see it there in the beginning of, of this particular trailer, but it, you didn't get that vibe going through a lot of things. Is that this is this is a heist movie, and I don't think the trailer sold it as a heist movie as well as they could because the way you sell this thing from the man who brought you the Ocean's movies, another heist movie with these famous actors in it, and and that stuff's on the marketing that's online, but it's not in the trailers, right? So. And of course, you got all Uh, these great actors here that are, you know, that that will do this sort of thing for a Steven Soderbergh for, you know, little to no money. And that's and that's like like, you know, I I, like three fourths of the way through the movie. I mean, it's no real spoiler or nothing. I mean, because you see your name in in some of the uh, credits for trailers and stuff. But I didn't know. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you got like Hillary Swank shows up. Dwight Yoakam shows up. And I'm like, what? I had no idea. And for I was like so parts that are just like there's no reason for big big names to be here. Not at all. But but that also is exactly like the Ocean's Eleven movie, True. right? Like where like these small parts, like all of a sudden, um, now you've got uh, for some reason this person's going to be a casino owner, or uh, this person is going to be a love interest for one of the characters, right? Just random ass things. Um, popping up uh big name wise uh let's let's get into this movie a little bit okay. however because i do think that it is it's it's very much its own beast um it's not simply soderbergh doing oceans 11 although uh, allegedly he's he's uh claimed that that was one of the things that got him on board with doing it was that it was like a non-glitzy oceans movie mm-hmm. um So basically here, Channing Tatum and uh, Adam Driver play two brothers, uh, right? Uh, uh, Jimmy and uh, Logan. Uh, Jimmy Logan and uh, Clyde Logan, right? And um, as you can tell from the trailers, like uh, they're both kind of down on their luck. Um, Clyde is, is obsessed with this uh, family curse. All the Logans are unlucky. And they're going to, you know, die in some horribly weird, tragic way, poor and destitute. Uh, they decide that they're going to rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway, where uh, Jimmy has just been laid off. And uh, it goes from there. Uh, their sister joins in, uh, right? Uh, Melly Logan uh, by uh, Riley. Do you say Kyo or Cow? I don't know how to pronounce her name. I should have looked it up or something. You're looking to me on how to pronounce names. I don't know. I should have looked it up. Anyway, (laughs) um, look, it's Lisa Marie Presley's daughter. Uh, She shows up. Is that why she's so good looking? Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) um, But uh, but yeah, it's it's Lisa Marie. She's been in a lot of stuff, right? She was in Mad Max. She was in uh, American Honey last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, She was in The Runaways briefly. Um, So she's been around. Uh, she's, She's here playing their sister. They set up this whole scheme. The problem is they need a uh, person who can crack the safe. And for that, they go to Adam. Motherfucking Daniel Craig, bitch. Yes, indeed. Let me tell you something. I was scared. In what little trailers you saw and you hear in Daniel Craig doing this kind of southern accent and stuff, I was afraid that this was going to be hammy. I was afraid it was going to just be horrible. And damn it if he didn't pull it off and pull it off really, really well. And pull it off in, in in both a hammy and authentic way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, but some of it's there, but that's also part of the character, right? Oh yeah, right. Like he he is a ham. But the character is yeah. Right? Like but it's really good. And I was yeah. I was shocked at how good his performance was 
I mean, I shouldn't be by this point, but, you know. <laughs> well, it, you know, I think we're just so used to seeing him as, uh, like, Bond, right, uh, that he kind of is has more of a star persona attached to him than, like, an actor persona. But if you go back yeah, you're right. uh, in his career, I mean, he's done some really – I mean, even, even his, uh, like, regular gangstery roles, uh, right, like in um, – Road to Perdition, uh, for example. Road, Road to Perdition – uh, layer cake. He's really good. Mm-hmm. He plays Ted Hughes for, of all fucking things in, uh, in Sylvia, the Sylvia Plath movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's got his chops and here he, uh, really delivers. He gets some of the best lines. A lot of the best moments in the movie are Daniel Craig. Oh, yeah. He's this, like many people that you and I know, <laughs> right. He is a fucking redneck who for whatever reason gets chemistry and science and mechanics, right? Mm -hmm. Like he just gets it. You know, these people, I know those people. Oh yeah. Right. They can sit there. They can, they can brew something. They can raise uh, animals and plants to do exactly what the fuck they want them to do. Uh, They can make shit blow up in exactly the way they want to. They can fix any type of car. Uh, These people exist. They are real. And just him putting that on screen was like really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Watching him put the put the uh, gummy bears in with his uh, with his fake salt and the uh, what was it the fucking pen? I forget. It's what like was a it, whiteout pen? pen or something like that. Yeah, or a bleach pen or some bleach shit. Pen, yeah. Uh, anyway, and and like twisting that up just enough to make it blow up when it hits inside the safe. Uh, explaining to them with a piece of chalk on the fucking wall how it works chemically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Just great. Yeah, he was so good. But yeah, them, them going through everything and, you know, as you kind of heard there in the trailer, there's like, he's in jail, so they have to break him out of jail for this uh, heist and everything, and then, of course, put him back in later. And so yeah, that's well, the whole... they have to put Clyde in jail yeah. so they can break him out of jail, and then they get them back... Before anybody knows that they're gone. (laughs) Yeah. And then their whole scheme gets thrown out of whack because they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, instead of, you know, like four weeks, we've got, you know, a week and a half now. And so like their, their timetable gets cut down. They've got to do things much faster than they, than they do before. So instead of being, because their initial plan was at somewhere at like a smaller sort of race. So, they got through with all the construction that uh, Channing Tatum's character just got laid off at. They start. They finished up that. They were going to finish up that construction early, so they had to push back their caper or up rather their caper, so they could get things done. Turns out that's during the Coca Cola Six Hundred. You know, one of the biggest races. You know, of the entire year, and yeah. uh, it's gigantic. And if you've ever you know kind of been out in that area when that stuff is going on, it is monstrous. I'd love to know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I only worked at NASCAR behind the scenes for like a hot minute, but, uh, and I'd kind of gone down to the thing and all that, but I'd never seen any of the super behind the scenes sort of stuff. Not like as far as that stuff goes. So I don't know if that's a thing with all the, you know, tubes and shit, but I'd like to think that it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I should have looked that up, I guess. Uh, if anybody out there knows, uh, write us cause I'm not going to look it up. But now. They, but they get through a really interesting thing and they kind of cover all the bases of like, Hey, uh, we, we knocked out the credit card machines, you know? So they, they knock that one out. So everyone has to use cash and then uh, all that cash gets funneled to a particular place. That also throws their totals off cause they don't know exactly what they have in the vault. Mm-hmm. So everything is done to that. Like, I mean, like again, if you've seen the oceans movies, it is done with that layer of precision that I think you would be hard pressed to find with other directors. I think this is somebody who sat down and really kind of planned everything out step by step by step. And he still Soderbergh does what Soderbergh does best is like, he shows you his hand and then he shows you how he developed that hand. And that's what that that's what really kind of and again I think makes makes me love him doing movies. Yeah, is that he's just like here's the magic trick. Now let me show you how we did it, and it doesn't and it's not bullshit either. You know, yeah. 
It's like there's there's spots and spaces for everything to happen the way that they said that they would happen. And things that you thought were like, oh, well, no one thought of this or how did this sort of happen or this seemed coincidental. Oh, maybe it was not necessarily necessarily coincidental. Uh, it's just it's smart, smart filmmaking and things that you don't see in big Hollywood blockbusters. So I guess sometimes you have to go outside of the system to do something with some fucking brains in it for a change. Yeah, man, this movie's really good. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's very funny, uh, but without going super slapsticky for the most part. But there are some nice, genuine moments in here. I love Hillary Swank doing her best, uh, you know, Dirty Harry impression the entire time. She's uh-huh. so fucking serious with everything. I love it. Uh, and, and Dwight Yoakam just being Dwight Yoakam, man, he's, he plays the warden of, of the jail there. And of course there's no problems ever that we don't have problems here. And then of course, everything goes upheaval. The biggest question that I have is how exactly save for, we, we learn about one of them, but for the most part, Daniel Craig apparently has some sort of magical skill over all the inmates here that. Like they talked to two different factions and everybody got on board for what he was planning. That My theory is that because like this is a county prison, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't a state penitentiary, right? I don't think so. Yeah, because so, everyone's in there because like like everybody's so my, getting my out in a couple months. My theory on this is that everyone in there has had Joe Bangs help them out on a thing before. It's possible. Right? Because like if he's that good at cracking a safe or getting into vaults, He's probably the go-to guy. Because he sits down at like two different tables. He first sits down at like the black table and then the white table. And then, you know, then uh-huh. uh, has the conversations with both of those. But like when he sits down, it's not the it's not the standard like, hey, why are you sitting here kind of look? You know, it's like, oh, well, him sitting down is not completely, you know, out of the ordinary. And he's like, I got to talk to you. And then, you know, we kind of move on from there. And... uh yeah, I'd I'd love to know the behind the scenes of how that kind of <laughs> how that prison relationship worked. Yeah, but it's but again, uh, maybe it's also, we'll get a Joe Bangs movie. Uh, hey, listen, at this point, I don't know that I'd necessarily be against that. I'd love to see something else with that character in it. I, yeah, it look, if we're going to be expanding all kinds of shit. Let's get a Logan Lucky extended universe going. <laughs> I'm all for it. And you got like guys like Sebastian Stan coming in and just doing a hot minute in here for like no real reason other than to do it. Uh, he was great. And honestly, this is one of the few times that uh, I wasn't, I wasn't absolutely repulsed by, uh, by Seth MacFarlane. He, yeah. He, he played a great douchebag. Right. I was like, Oh, well, and he was like just playing a character. Yeah. Right. Which was also weird. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm going to play a British guy, uh, you know, who runs a racing team, but not mm-hmm. really. But I love that. What was the energy drink, energy drink called? Something Max. <laughs> like to the Max. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's just like, it's so, it's so bad. It's so terrible. But um, yeah, anytime I can see him get punched around, I'm happy with. Uh, but it's it's a lot of fun, and I think just because of the fact that people either think, oh, it's some sort and of for race For some card. reason, Sebastian Stan shows up. Yeah. Bizarre. I love like it, For though. some random ass reason, he's, he's just there as the race driver, right? Could have been anyone. Anyone. And no, we get this. We get the well, high profile. Well, it was several guy. people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> True. But, uh, yeah, if, if you look at this and you're just like, oh, I'm not into racing. I don't know that this would be something I like. Forget that. Go see it. If you know, I don't know. If you if you saw it and you think mm, maybe this doesn't appeal to me, I would put money on it. Probably would. That's what I think. Yeah, there is. Uh, there's literally one scene of racing in this movie. Yeah, and even that's not even. You know what I was impressed with though was how all like What's that? there may not have been all the like proper team names and stuff but you saw a lot of proper advertisements for things which i thought was nice you don't really see that in yeah. a lot of these things they kind of well, like well nascar signed on yeah i guess the, I, suppose and I, it and I think once nascar signs on then like you know you're the track is a track and the cars are mostly the cars you know yeah um, and, but, and, but nascar like like was in full participation here. 
Yeah, you get a couple things. You see, what, like, uh, there's there's like a thing with Jeff Gordon and Dale Waltrip. They're doing like some uh, announcing for you know the the race and everything. So I, it's clear everybody was pretty on board. Right. Uh, though, and I, yeah, right. and from well, what well, I understand, they even shot of NASCAR. Yeah, which is part of it. Right? That's true. That's true. But like, supposedly they like they'd shot during I mean, a lot of this like stuff. They're just there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think our I think our Skype's a little bit off. <laughs> Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna disconnect. You call me back. All right. So what I was saying was uh, I I think a lot of it. So supposedly um, they had Channing Tatum was actually walking around during the Charlotte Motor Speedway stuff, and people didn't recognize that it was him. And you know I've mentioned to other people I'm like, hey, well they may not recognize. I think so. So like even though we may not recognize Channing Tatum, sure he could walk around there. But if you don't make it like a big deal of like, hey, I'm a celebrity, people aren't gonna notice who you are. You know what I mean? So that's that's what at, I think probably at the was Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah. So so supposedly Channing Tatum had been walk, walking yeah, around a lot. They're not there to see him. Yeah. They don't they don't care. <laughs> yeah. They don't fucking know who he is. These are people who literally know point positions <laughs> for fucking NASCAR cups, right? Like, like the people showing up to, to the Charlotte Motor Speedway are not people who, like, they've probably seen the G.I. Joe movie or Magic Mike or something. I think they know who they he is, but on that day, yeah, they, they don't care. They, they don't care, and why would they ever fucking think that he was going to be there for whatever reason? Yeah, exactly. It's like, we don't, A, he wouldn't be there, B... and. The, me, they don't care anyway. No, I, th- I think they might care, but he's he Maybe. didn't look he didn't look like him though. Like he's got the beard, he's got a couple more lbs on him, and yes. and if you don't make it a big deal, like hey, look at me, I'm Channing Tatum. I don't think people really just give a shit. They're like, hey, I'm focused on my race. This is what I, you know, I'm sure they paid a good fair amount of money to get there. They don't care about Channing Tatum, not not that day at least. So, oh no, those tickets are pricey, man. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're, they're there to drink their cooler and uh, <laughs> and to watch the race happen. Let's do it. Uh, so, yeah, man. So, I think that's uh, two hearty recommendations from the pair of us, man. Yeah, it's one of the best movies I've seen all year. I loved it. Had a lot, a lot I, of fun. That, that, I liked it as much in very different ways uh, as I did Wind River, which uh, talk I, I a, also like. Talk about two different types of movies. <laughs> yeah. Very much, uh, but both very good. Yeah. So uh, next week is going to be a little bit strange. Next week, I, I, I'm i not sure exactly what we may end up covering. Oh, I, I know what we're going to do. All right there, Mr. P- Mr. Smart Pants. What do you, what are, what is, what's your thoughts? We're, we're going to watch that Bruce Lee movie. Yeah, that's the big one. Birth, Birth of the Dragon. I don't oh, yeah. know what to think of this or... I haven't, I've seen nothing about it. Don't give a shit. <laughs> welcome back to uh the film find being what the film find is fuck it let's go watch it <laughs> we don't care we'll go see it why not uh so yeah there's that and there's something else that's coming out too i feel like there's leak but i don't want to see that i don't know what that is see we won't watch everything uh, not until those movie pass cards come in <laughs> uh good time uh, comes out in good release. time that's 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 the one i was thinking of I, if, if good i don't time know is if it's going to be out here this week but it might be let me let me check let me check here because i just had it looked but yeah that that one looks like it's going to be interesting i saw i saw a bit on that that um looks like it may be good so robert robert patrick is it robert patrick robert padson patson patrick is uh t1000 so that's the that's what i was thinking of robert patrick is going to be out in a new movie called terminator 2 that's coming back to theaters 3D. this weekend yes yeah. and we get to see i might go to that yeah we get to see james cameron actually become uh george lucas and retouch his movies did you know that hey do you think that do you think that um this time schwarzenegger is going to chase everybody around uh with his walkie-talkie I come after you oh, wait, with talkie talkies. <laughs> hey, look, at least Spielberg said, I'm never going to do this again. I apologize. <laughs> at least well, he had the yeah, common courtesy. It was stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. Well, hey, look, it takes a big man to admit when he was wrong. So, Yeah. Well, he ain't that big. <laughs> He's only the most profitable director of all time. He ain't, you ain't hot shit, Mister Mister Badass. No, he is hot shit. I'm just saying he's not that big. He's a pretty small dude 
also. Oh, from from a from a from a miniature standpoint, <laughs> from yes. From a size perspective. From a size perspective, he's not Wilt Chamberlain. You are correct in as much as that. And not at all. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about some of that stuff, man. But uh, thank you guys for uh, sticking around, sticking with us. For uh, for those of you that end up on the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/TheFilmFind, you'll of course have your after show and everything coming up. In, but in the meantime, Matt, I think we got a lot of stuff on our plate here. What oh, what, what, what can we see from you, man? Uh, why don't you? Uh, I guess I'm on Twitter. I'm kind of having a weird uh, meltdowny month where I'm not quite being myself, but I'm on Twitter. At Matt Boyd Smith, uh, you can uh, you can tweet at me over there. Um, uh, my newsletter, uh, tinyletter.com/slash/conspiracy-media-theory. Uh, that's also the name of my Tumblr. If you want to roll over that way and check some stuff out, um, I mostly just share things over there. It's not a lot of writing these days. Uh, that's what I have the newsletter for. Um, also, going to be at DragonCon. Uh, if you don't uh, for some reason already listen to preacher podcast or hmp where i'm sure it, it has been and will be talked about again um we're going to be doing a preacher podcast live uh, i'm also going to be moderating a panel on saturday at 5 30 uh with um mr lloyd kaufman uh among others uh, of trauma entertainment um so that's going to be a lot of fun i get to ask him about uh why do people let him make things (laughs) um and i'll be working the film festival track sometimes so uh you know swing by the screening room and uh check out some shorts and say hi uh i think that's uh, that's it for me yeah Uh, listen to preacher podcast we're having a good old time the season's good if you're not watching that get the fuck on it already for heaven's sake yeah, yeah, so uh, we'll be at DragonCon, uh, com. You know that whole jive. Uh, the uh, FilmFind.com for all of our fun stuff there. Uh, Saturday evenings at 10 p.m., check uh, check out Nerd Talk Now. Go to Facebook.com slash Nerd Talk Now for all the details there. And uh, like I said, at DragonCon on Friday, we're going to be doing the Next Top Moderator contest. And on Saturday, I'll be doing Geeked Up, uh, Super Geeked Up Live at uh, 8.30 over there in the... Uh, the Hilton, and then uh, Sunday Dragon Con, we're doing uh, the big one. That's that's our preacher show. So uh, we got a lot of stuff we're doing, man. So uh, that's it. Join us next week when we talk about whatever the hell it is that we end up talking about. And uh, for those of you uh, on the uh, Patreon, stay tuned to your after show. Until then, for Matt Smith, I'm Adam Porters. Uh, uh, drop dead, fuckers. Drop dead, fuckers.